welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are going to check in with some celebrities in quarantine. We're also going to give you more streaming recommendations because I know you want them. And because, (laughs) hello, we're in quarantine. What else are you doing? And we are going to parse the larger high school musical canon. Yes. Okay, let's get right into it. Tea Time is checking in with celebs in quarantine right off the bat. First one is short, but we just want Sophie Turner to know we're still thinking about her. We're still monitoring her pregnancy. Um, She's been taking a lot of walks in the Valley with Joe Jonas. She is so beautiful and she's glowing and she has an enormous baby bump at this point because by the time it was first reported that she was pregnant, she was already like four or five months along. So she's supposed to be due basically anytime. It was like projected midsummer, Damn. and now we're mid July, which is midsummer. And Sophie Turner, I'm watching you from afar and supporting you. <laughs> Her pregnancy style has only gotten better once she's just like fully embraced the fact that A, she's not acknowledging it publicly <laughs> until probably the child comes. And B, she can wear whatever the fuck she wants, especially she's got no press to do. She's no formal events, whatever. The girls out here in crop tops with their big pregnant belly hanging out with leggings over it and like cute baby doll dresses. She just looks great. And I just support you, Sophie Turner. I'm I love about it. You, though. I have to say, we're gonna, like, I think it's really gonna hit us how long it's been once, like, this baby gets born, Gigi's baby gets born, and we're, yes. like, all still inside. <laughs> Like, I'm not quite ready for the quarantine babies to be born. (laughs) I know. That is actually so true. Gigi Hadid is still covering her baby bump. Her best friend, Leah McCarthy, just had a birthday, and they've all been quarantining in their farmhouse in Pennsylvania. And Gigi is in the photo, but there's this nice little fairy emoji. So they're not letting anything, like, out right now. I wish they did the thing, like, on um, How I Met Your Mother, where, like, they they always had something in front of Allison Hannigan when she was pregnant. Like, she was always holding, like, a big salad bowl. Like, I wish instead of the fairy emoji, they just like always had something conveniently in front of Gigi. They did that in the office too. That's the way to go. (laughs) Okay, next one. I just want to just quickly shout out uh, Diane Keaton, iconic actress of movies such as The Godfather and um, uh, what's that one movie that something's got to give. Remember that one? No? Okay. Um, She's doing a video series on her Instagram called Diane by Design and she just talks about (laughs) random shit. Uh, uh, Recently, she was like, hey, today we're going to talk about hats. And uh, Diane Keaton wears a lot of hats. Not just figuratively, but literally too. Um, (laughs) Next one. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And she just has like a literally a bunch of hats. And she's just like, this hat is great for this. This hat will entice your husband. And it's, I don't know. It's very weird. But, you know, she just was like, hey, the kooky older lady thing is working for Martha Stewart. And let's just crank it up. I love it. So that's what she's been doing. She's been organizing hats. She's been doing this video series called Diane by Design, where she talks about horror photos in a slideshow. She picks up trash on the beach. Now this hat thing. (laughs) Who knows what she'll cover next? Is the hat thing and the design thing happening on Instagram? Did you say that? Yes. I am shocked that woman knows how to navigate that app. <laughs> she has been Rude. known like for decades, though, being decades. like this quirky, kooky, kind of zany yes. woman who I just didn't think would be the Martha Stewart route where you like that's a pretty basic. I don't know, route for Diane Keaton. I thought she'd be a TikTok girl for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I that's need to the next her step. on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> OK, and then finally in checks in with there were so many great celebrity profiles this week. First up was the Alex or E. Alex Jung from Vulture and New York Mag did two just bangers in a row. <laughs> yes. Um, first off, he released one in New York Mag with Michaela Cole, and which was great. He spent like 14 hours with her, which is just like a lifetime in the world of celebrity reporting. Yes. Um, if you took and, my yeah, if you took my advice and watched it may destroy you, like I recommended a couple weeks back, you'll love like diving yeah. inside of her brain. Yeah. It's a great It was profile. called Michaela the Destroyer, which is just such a great like <laughs> It's so sick. And she it was awesome. And then literally I think the next day he released a profile of her vulture with Tandy Newton, which oh. was even better, dare I say. <laughs> Just in terms of, like, the sheer, like, zero fucks given attitude, like, Tandy Newton dropped some gems in this profile. (laughs) There was a whole thing about, and Jam Session went into it in depth, so I I recommend listening to them. That's why we're not doing more on these two. Um, There was a whole thing about Tom Cruise manifesting a zit (laughs) and his, and she, like, went in on him, went in on Scientology, 
was like, oh. after I die, I'm going to leave a little black book because like you got to leave something behind love. And I was like, oh, mm. Tandy Newton, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> um, Did you see she- that Katie Holmes followed Tandy Newton on Instagram about after that Stop. interview came out? Yes. Yes, she did. Stop. Oh, oh, on it. Amelia, yeah. this is why you are a crucial yep. part of this podcast. That <laughs> is amazing vital. info. Vital. Thank you. Um, yeah, but both profiles were great. I highly recommend reading them both and listening to Jam Session talk about them. However, there's a new profile today that we get to talk about, which is not quite as good, but it, <laughs> yeah. the subject, I mean, there's no living up to those two women. Um, this was on was on uh, Andy Samberg for GQ, who I love, actually. I, mm. like, truly love Andy Samberg. No, he's I think me that, too. He's a good guy. I think he has, like, a very unique sort of, like, appeal I think he needs more leading man roles. Um, yes, and this is to agreed. promote Palm Springs, which is this movie that's out on Hulu this week, in which he is a leading man, like kind of like a quirky rom-com thing. But I had some takeaways from this profile. First of all, it's another great quarantine photo shoot. He's like very like dolled up in like these weird, it kind of looks like his daughter like to dress up with him. He's like wearing like these goofy outfits. And I want to talk about, first of all, he goes, he's, I think very deftly navigates kind of the controversy about Brooklyn Nine-Nine and how a lot of people don't feel good about shows that are very pro-police right now. And and there Mm -hmm. was a big controversy about that. And I think he was really, he gave a really smart answer to that question and um, just talked about that, I think, in a really empathetic way. Um, And then there were a couple highlights of just his relationship with Joanna Newsom, who is like a famous harp player, I guess as famous as harp players, harpists can be. And I've just always been fascinated by their relationship because she's like this magical, eccentric, like fairy woman who like plays the harp. And then he's like fucking Andy Samberg, like dick in a box. So (laughs) I just feel like they're the strangest match, but like they really make sense. And I always love hearing about their relationship. It gives just, Andy it gives Andy Sandberg a lot of street cred, I feel like, to be does. married to an eccentric mm-hmm. heart player it as does. opposed to the run-of-the-mill comedian who just picks an A-list beautiful actress exactly. or model. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And there were just these little gems in this profile about her. Like, um, he said that she cut his hair with scissors and gave him a perfect fade, which I feel like is what? not possible with scissors. But if anyone can do it, it's like wizard Joanna Newsom. Um, yeah. And then they were talking about Oh, she has like these two full harps in the house and then their daughter has a baby-sized harp that was a gift from Joanna's favorite oh. harp maker. <laughs> oh Which, my God. Sure. We all have a favorite <laughs> harp maker. Um, of course. And he he just seems like a great dad, great dude. And I just, I just like this for him. I like for him to yes. have more leading roles. Yes. Okay. Next category is this week in social media slash not worth the tea. The first one encapsulate both both of those categories quite perfectly not worth the tea in social media, which is the TikTok drama that has unfolded. And just, I'm going to say this, I will spare you. Like all these people are very young, much younger than me. A lot of this includes Charlie D'Amelio, who's 16. So I just don't really feel like super comfortable diving into like their personal love life. However, just blanket statement about the whole thing because it's unfolding both on TikTok, my favorite app, and then Twitter (laughs) a little bit. Basically, what you need to know is there's two couples that were really, really, really famous and popular. You have Nessa and Josh Richards and then Mm. Charlie D'Amelio and Lil Huddy. Oh Do my God. <laughs> either of you know any of those names? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying right now. But we've been using TikTok more. I just don't know the TikTokers. Okay, that's fine. That's actually fair. And I don't really either because I don't follow those types of videos. Mine's more like women's humor and makeup. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. I'm just going to try to keep this very short. Anyway, there's been all this drama. There's all these houses that all of these influencers live in, like the Hype House and the Sway House. And oh they're all God. filled with like ages like 16 to 21 people who are like really super famous. It's like Big Brother without the cameras or the cameras are iPhones and they're doing like choreographed dances. (laughs) Anyway, I want to give a shout out to Charlie D'Amelio who's literally 16 years old and was wrapped up in all of this stuff. It's like high school drama unfolding, but in front of like millions of hungry, angry, bloodthirsty teens, which like Tea Time is very scared of. So I cannot imagine what she feels. There was a cheating scandal where Charlie's boyfriend, Lil Huddy, I think maybe kissed this girl Nessa and like kind of fucked this whole four-person situation up. And she handled it very maturely. I don't think I would have ever been able to do that at that age. And like Lil Huddy's on Twitter being like, all this drama's going on because I kissed Nessa when we were single. And then Charlie, who has balls, was like— 
then you shouldn't have come to my house right after without telling me. Anyway, Damn. a little huddy shady. Charlie is very <laughs> mature for her age. And at 16, I would never be able to deal with this kind of drama. And then the thing I don't agree with is she went on because she's way too nice and apologized for like oh. her, her exposing people. But it's like, girl, just fucking flame him if he cheated on you or something yeah. weird went down. But yeah, she just is like very mature. I have a lot of like respect. I would never be able to do that at 16. You guys don't Damn. have any thoughts? <laughs> I honestly know. <laughs> I'm so Everything sorry. you say about TikTok falls on silent. Okay. I'm going to move on because I know Amelia. Thank you for Amelia, explaining though. Oh, I'm going to move on because I know Amelia cares about this next one maybe slightly. Uh, yes. Those loyal yes. listeners who heard me talk about James Charles and Tati Westbrook. I don't even remember <laughs> what timeline that was. Was it a year ago? Okay. I have no I mean, idea. <laughs> I don't even know. Probably, Yeah. Tati Westbrook released that like 40 plus minute video that I watched the entirety of, of like her exposing James <laughs> Charles, blah, blah. Again, I'm going to keep this part short too, because I, <laughs> I could not care about these people any less. But now she released another 40 plus minute video <laughs> being like, she was fed lies by um, Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson who are being canceled at the same time because a lot of really problematic videos. They both should absolutely leave YouTube. Yeah. Shane Dawson has like made racist remarks and done blackface in his videos. Mm -hmm. um, he's made like sexual comments about minors. Anyway, uh. needs to all be canceled. Tati Westbrook's trying to backpedal and say this whole another long video about how she was just like framed, all this stuff. You guys don't have to participate in this drama. I did for you and it's not worth it. So stay out of it. Okay, next one. Thank Liz, thank you. you for your sacrifice. <laughs> You're welcome. That was a major sacrifice and we appreciate it. Um, okay, so... You know, all you cool cats and kittens. I'm sorry, I had to do that. Uh, <laughs> Carol Baskin from Tiger King, uh, the nemesis of Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic. Yes. She is now on Cameo for the low price of $199, which is literally like $100 less than Lindsay Lohan. So that's <laughs> just, I'm saying, you know. Um, and according to The Sun, she made roughly 20 grand on her first day after signing up with Cameo. What? Imagine yep. though, this timing seems off. Imagine if she'd done it a month ago or two Ooh, months yeah. ago. Oh my God. She could have been charging like $500. And like, I get that the whole point of Cameo is that you don't do it until you're like passe and you don't have another route of making money. <laughs> but still, Carol. She was probably seriously. trying to keep a low profile because her husband's murder cold right. case was resurfaced right. after that video. So she was probably like, I just want to keep a low profile for a little bit. And she right. also said, I'm not talking about that, which, you know, probably good. <laughs> hmm. Probably a good move by Carol. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, next one. Speaking of celebrity collabs with trendy apps and websites, hmm. uh, Harry Styles has collabed with Calm, which is like this sort of meditation sleep app that I've tried before, but like I just doesn't doesn't really work for me. However... Harry Styles is now one of the people that will like talk you to sleep. So like you hit play <laughs> on whatever his thing is. And I listened to the 30 second preview, which was really all I needed. <laughs> and basically he's like, this is Harry Styles, but like very slow because mm -hmm. Harry Styles has never said a fast sentence in his entire <laughs> life, which actually makes him a very good match for this. But everyone on Twitter was like, oh, I had the best night's sleep because Harry Styles read me a half hour bedtime story. And I was okay. like, I, like, I wouldn't find that soothing. I don't think like I would like to hear it. And I'm glad that he did it. I think he's a good match for it. And maybe some people enjoyed it. But I just, I don't know that I would want to fall asleep to Harry Styles reading me a bedtime story as a fan. That's true. Especially an idol of yours. It would be kind of distracting. I'm assuming you're wearing headphones. Right. Right. And you're even like, hey, it's time for bed. <laughs> like, I don't think I would want that at all. I think you're right. Right. It's just, it's not a soothing atmosphere, I would say. Mm -mm. Understandable. Oh, God. But you know what is soothing? Because it's so adorable. <laughs> That's right. Um, Serena Williams posted a picture to her Instagram of her and her adorable daughter, Olympia. And they wore matching little one piece purple Nike, I guess, tennis outfits. And they're on the tennis court. They're both holding their little Wilson tennis rackets and the little Olympia. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I oh, <laughs> She's doing a little baby squat. <laughs> it is literally the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I, you know, yeah, that's all I can say. Did you see that Usain Bolt just shared yesterday the first photo of his baby girl who's yes. named Olympia Lightning Bolt? Yes. That's so cute. 
Also, what an iconic name. I don't know. She's probably going to grow up to be a goddess or something like that. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Otherworldly. Um, okay, last one. Okay, and then in just a final thing, uh, Tiffany Haddish, she shaved off her hair on an Instagram Live, and people were concerned that she had a mental breakdown, but she clarified that she doesn't. And and people were being really rude because they assumed she had a mental breakdown. And honestly, that's you're, you're jumping to conclusions, people. And this is what she said. Why? When a woman decides I'm going to cut my hair off because I want to see my scalp, she got to have a mental problem. Nothing is wrong with my brain, guys. I'm suffering from no emotional shit. Nothing. I literally been talking about this for years and I want to see my scalp. And honestly, I love that. That's great. And she's mm-hmm. in quarantine like we all are. And right. I think she looks fucking cute as shit. If I shave my head, I would look like the creature from Splice. Literally. <laughs> also, that's that's not an indicator. I guess like Britney Spears, like back in the sure. like 2007, 8 era, whatever. But that's no, that's absolutely no longer anything anyone's right. talking about when you shave exactly. your head. Like that's such a, a beauty choice now that like right. there are people all over. Yeah. 100%. 100%. She looks great. I she fully support does. a quarantine buzz cut. Like maybe not for me, but, but like I, I also have stopped maintaining my hair altogether. So like I'm on that same wavelength, right. you know? I yeah. no longer take daily showers. Exactly. Right. And it's what all I the lo- same. <laughs> what I loved about this, she also addressed just the, well, the amount of dick she's getting. And she's like, guys, don't <laughs> worry. There will be plenty of dick for me. And I was just oh like, my God. yes, yeah. my She's iconic. Okay, let's go into the next category. (laughs) Um, This is tea time. More streaming recs because I'm sure, actually, I feel like almost all of our listeners are based in the United States and we suck (laughs) and we're going to be stuck inside for a really long time. So we're here with actually a a wide variety of streaming recommendations and various platforms and all different types of things. So I'm going to start. My first is that I strongly recommend you, you as in the general, you start taking up like meditation videos or yoga videos, which has recently saved me. Um, It just is like very calming and peaceful. And there's so much great content on YouTube um, that you can find that is basically the equivalent of taking some fancy $30 yoga class. And it's just as great. I found this one YouTuber named Mel Douglas And she does this 10-minute bedtime flow, which is, like, very slow and calming. And you do it right before. Like, it's like an introduction to go to sleep. It's so nice. If you want something more upbeat and want to actually work out, I've been doing Chloe Ting workout videos. Do you guys know about her? I do. Mm -mm. They're very hard for me personally. (laughs) um, But she has, like, a bajillion videos on YouTube. And then if you're just a beginner, I found this woman, Jessamine Stanley, who has like a 30-minute yoga for beginners, also on YouTube free. And she's got this great website. Anyway, I would just recommend incorporating some of the calming things as opposed to like turning on another episode of Ozark, which I'm trying to quit out of my life. (laughs) Um, I found that really helpful. Liz, quick question, quick follow-up. Do you do these yoga routines in jeans, before the jeans, after the jeans, middle of the jeans? Thank you for asking. Here's the deal. I wake up, put on the jeans. Then like right around the end of work, I put on the leggings. I don't do yoga in jeans. And then I change back into jeans post-yoga for my nighttime jeans. Don't hate me. Okay. You're a mystery to me. uh, My other recommendation (laughs) is a woman named Nabella Noor. So she's a She was famous on YouTube before. She's been on it since like 2013. She's like beauty and lifestyle. She's got this amazing home and husband and life, it seems like. But she's recently blown up on my favorite app, TikTok, because she does these once a day moment of peace videos, which is just like a splicing of like, you know, her day. And it's like very aesthetically pleasing. It's just like grabbing an enormous mason jar from like pristine rows of mason jars and getting an iced coffee and putting a little lush product in a bath and it's all whatever. It's very pleasing to the eye, but her YouTube also has like a lot of great content. It's about clothes and like her life as a Bangladeshi woman. And she's just like, her whole life is just very aesthetically pleasing to the eye and very calming. So I'd recommend those two things. I'm trying to get peace for everyone. (laughs) Good. Okay, next one. You know, that's another peaceful video personally for me. I don't know if you put this in there for me, but thank you because you're correct. I'm fucking into slime videos. Yeah, (laughs) you heard it here. I am not 15, but guess what? (laughs) I hung out with my cousin's kids this past weekend and I I, I was amazed because my little cousin, 
Uh, she has like a slime business now. She also has 50,000 followers on TikTok for just posting slime videos. So I will be pivoting to slime videos. Um, I've already ordered like four slimes. So you will see within the next, I guess, I don't know, a few weeks, see me doing some slime stuff. And it's really relaxing. And I will not apologize for it. Amelia, what's your TikTok handle so the people know where to go? I actually, I think it's a Amelia, A-M-E-L-I-A-D-E-E, but I'm not 100% sure. Damn, keep them guessing. <laughs> Double check that, Amelia. Maybe, maybe work on the branding before you start your slime <laughs> business. And just to be clear, like I've tried understanding slime and I know I have wasted time on this podcast talking about TikTok this episode, <laughs> but all you do with slime is you just, you just um, mess with it, right? You just kind of play and excuse me, use mess with it. <laughs> you know, like just pull, just wow. pull it apart and put it back yes, together. Yes, okay. yes, okay, yes. You make it click and you make it, you know, <laughs> expand. That's that's what a are word your mason jars doing, Liz? Just you know the what? mason jars. Do they expand? <laughs> okay, Kate. What's your recommendation? Okay, I uh, have two actual TV recommendations. I'm actually also on TikTok and really into it also lately. But my first recommendation is The Babysitters Club which was a book series that I was really into. I know I've talked about it before on this podcast, but Netflix released uh, their adaptation of it. And I watched the first episode and I was like, this is not for me. And it's great, but it's not for me because it's like very much like for preteens and teens, which is great. We always mm-hmm. talk about how like Riverdale or like all these shows were like, do we want like our the preteens <laughs> in our lives like be consuming this content? Yeah. Um, so it was a show that I like felt good about, but I was like, it's not for me. But then all the reviews came out and I was like, okay, I have to go back to it because it was all these like adult TV critics being like, I enjoyed every second of this show. So I went back hmm. to it. I've watched about half of it. And I have to say, it is great. And it's again, like definitely for a younger demographic, but they like don't pull their punches at all in terms of like representation and like storylines and like serious subjects, which is great, but it's also like still really light. So, like, there's a storyline about a young girl that they watch who is transgender and she's treated like it's it's just very, especially compared to like last week when we were talking about, you know, High School Musical and how Kenny Ortega didn't feel comfortable making Ryan openly gay in High School Musical. And then looking at now like this show that's like very much for young teens that feels totally fine, like doing a a storyline and just having a transgender character. It's just like very refreshing to like mm-hmm. look at that and be like, yes, progress. But yeah, they deal with all these all these issues that young people deal with and need to know about in, in like a very happy way, which was mm. like, it's also very true of the original books as well, even though they obviously were a product of their own time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's great. And if you have younger people in your life, I highly recommend having them watch it. Nice. Also, I, like it. I know everyone's saying it, but I have to say it too. You should watch Hamilton. You guys, how often do you have a super famous Broadway musical that you can just watch in your own home? Not true. often, you know? Just give it a shot. I wholeheartedly agree with you. And even for the haters, was there a lot of, and like <laughs> the whole, like Hamilton is not a personality trait for sure. Definitely. <laughs> but I couldn't help but just fucking dive right in. And like, I think the idea of sitting down and watching Hamilton, you're like, okay, my mom really wanted to on the 4th of July. And I was just kind of putting it off for a long, <laughs> a long time that day. Eventually we all sat down and you get sucked in so quick. God damn it. I could, you can't <laughs> help but love it. They're just so talented. The voices of the men and women on that show. Oh my God. It was so good. And my dad, I watched it with my parents, which again is like also a really fun like family experience if you are yes, with family is. right now. Because mm-hmm. um, it was fun to like introduce them to it as well. And my dad was like a total skeptic. Like even when it <laughs> came out and like my mom was like, I want to like win the lottery, like the Hamilton lottery because she's really mm-hmm. into musicals. My dad was yeah. like, it's a rap musical. Why do musicals have rap? And we were like, it's about history. And he was like, so just like take a history class. So like he wasn't super into it, but we like sat him down. And we were like, you're gonna like it. Like just yeah. watch it. And he did because it's great. Good. So yeah, my dad loved it too. And I also watched it with my boyfriend, loved it. He watched it for the first time. It's just yeah. all, it's just a family friendly program. Yeah. yeah. So give it a shot if you haven't, no pun intended. Yes. Nice one. Okay. Thanks. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, I know I recommended Howard the last time we did a streaming rec like a couple episodes ago. And for some goddamn reason, it's not available on Disney Plus, even though they said it was going to be there. And I know some of you were asking, but it's a consolation. But Waking Sleeping Beauty is on Disney Plus, And I would highly recommend that. It is the story of... Disney's resurgence in the 90s and you know if you're a kid from the 90s or 2000 or even now you know you're gonna enjoy it because it's all the backstage drama and Howard is also featured in it um it just doesn't focus on him only him it 
is a more general, larger view of everything that went on and the people involved that made the 90s for Disney like a, a huge big thing. So awesome. I recommend that. It is on Disney+. Plus. And then I was going to recommend Unreal, which is that Bachelor dramatization from Lifetime and Hulu. And then, you know what? I was watching more of it and I was like, this show is nuts. And <laughs> I, it gets a little too crazy. It literally jumps the shark halfway through <laughs> the first season. Uh, the first episode's good. You know, the first half, whatever, great. But I actually was thinking about this because with what, you know, Tiffany Haddish went through with shaving her hair, you know, um, you know, unfortunately, black women have to deal with a lot of politics concerning their hair. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was like really ignorant to that for a long time. And I saw a really good doc about that and that industry. And it's called Good Hair. I think it was released in 2009. And I, I watched it a while ago, but I need to watch it again. It's so interesting and it's with Chris Rock and he is hilarious and they just <laughs> interview a lot of black women about their hair and what it means to, you know, have to get it a certain way, like relaxed. And it's just, it's really interesting and really eye-opening if you're, you know, not a black woman. So I highly, highly recommend it. Amelia, I'm seeing that you could watch it for free on YouTube now. I well, goddamn, it watch it for free on YouTube. Okay. It's so good. It's so good. And Chris Rock is like freaking hilarious. So watch it. Okay. We know we're going long on this category. Just one more, just more question for the crowd before we wrap up and move on um, to High School Musical is I think I was sleeping during the newsroom era. If there even was a newsroom <laughs> era, I just wanted to put it out in the world. Kind of get your guys' thoughts, both you, Kate and Amelia, and then also the listeners in general. If you watch the newsroom, A and B, if it was as big as it appears, it seems in my mind because I just started for the first time. Like, I don't know why of all the fucking shows that are out there. <laughs> um, it, to be honest, wasn't my choice as the person I'm quarantining with. But I've watched a couple episodes. It's like, you know, an Aaron Sorkin thing. Everyone's talking all over each other the whole freaking time. Jeff Daniels is a news anchor. Like, it's Emily Mortimer, Dev Patel, um, Allison Pill couple more. Olivia Munn. Um, and yeah, just, I don't, this never came across my life in any way and it aired in 2012 for three seasons I just completely missed it and now it's all on HBO did you guys watch it I did Liz I have a lot of Ooh. thoughts on the newsroom okay go ahead first of all I'm an Aaron Sorkin apologist and I know okay. he has a lot of issues and I acknowledge all of them and you're correct about probably anything anyone has ever said that he's been <laughs> wrong um that said the West Wing is one of my favorite shows of all time and I watched the whole newsroom. It was not a big thing, I don't think. Mm. I think people wanted it to be a big thing. And the first season was. I remember that speech that um, has not aged well that he gives like in the first five <gasps> minutes of the show. Yeah. With yeah. all the like, you know, America is, should be the greatest country in the world, which again, it's like not. But <laughs> it, there's just a lot of things that haven't aged well about it, I think. A hundred percent, yes. The humor really works for me. I like Aaron Sorkin, weird dialogue. I like his like weird humor. But like. There's like a righteous, optimistic mm. patriotism in that show that just deems it like borderline, I think, unwatchable. <laughs> like, I am having a kind of a bit of a hard time watching it. Although the first season is interesting. I hear they don't take uh, continue this in later seasons, but each episode is built around like a major news event from right. like our recent past. So it's like the oil spill yeah. or like the killing of Osama bin Laden, something like that. Mm. And then I hear that they ditch that later. They do a little. It really goes off the rails also. I do. I did enjoy it. Like, I still enjoy. There are really funny moments. And I think there were some really good characters. Dev Patel's cardigans on that show are just yes. unbeatable. <laughs> um, but I think Olivia Munn, like you said, also is great on that show. She's really funny. Yeah. As I was watching her, she's been around, but I just have never really seen her in anything. I was kind of surprised at how well known she is. And this was the first time I was watching her on my TV. Yeah, I, I honestly, I like kind of liked the newsroom. I understand that it's a bad show and it has a lot of things that are bad about it. But like, yeah. I'm an apologist. I'm really sorry. If there's anyone else that shares Kate's belief, please just tweet at us. <laughs> okay, next category. We know you are waiting. It's the final installment of Cringe Mode <laughs> High School Musical. We're covering the extended canon. We're covering the High School Musical on Ice and the video games and the meme canon and the where are they now. Let's get into it. There's been a lot of spinoffs in the cinematic universe of High School Musical. Kate, do you want to take us through some of that? Oh, I would. 
One of these is not a spinoff, but I'm, I'm counting it as part of the canon. First of all, this is a spinoff. Uh, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. We're not going to spend a lot of time on these. We just need to <laughs> highlight that they exist. Um, that was a mistake. And I said on the last podcast that Sharpay was great. And I, I still think she was. But like, it's like when they tried to make a show out of Joey on yes. Friends. Like, you can't take the comedic character and give them a whole show. Especially when they're as annoying as Sharpay. Like, it just does not work. But one thing I did want to shout out about Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, which is bad, um, is that Austin Butler stars in it. It came out in 2011. Austin Butler and Vanessa Hudgens started dating in 2011. Oh, my Um, God. This supposedly was not when they met. Supposedly they met, when, according to the Daily Mail, when he was on the set of High School Musical in 2005. I don't know why he was there. Nobody seems to know. (laughs) And I think we've actually talked about that before when they broke up, but... They, I, one would think that this brought them closer together in some sort yeah. of connection because this came out in April of 2011 and they started dating in September. So, oh, that checks yeah, out. The timelines match. Um, <laughs> that checks out. But yeah, and then I also want to highlight one, honestly, like a great Disney Channel original movie, Jump In, starring Corbin Blue, our very yes. own Chad Danvers. Danforth, um, Danforth, Danforth, Danforth. Excuse me. And it, it basically, it didn't rip off High School Musical, but it has all the same themes. <laughs> He's a boxer. He wants to box. Boxing is his life. But then he discovers jumping rope and the world of double, competitive double dutch <laughs> and Kiki Palmer, who is great. And she's actually his love interest, which I didn't remember and then I felt bad about because she's 14 and I think he's 19. Mm, the characters okay. they're playing, not their characters, but those are their actual ages. And I was like, that's not great. Um... Ooh. But the real the real MVP of of Jump In is the song Push It. Um, yes! Just an iconic Disney bop. Um, push it, push it to the limit, <laughs> limit. This is oh, we're yeah, I know that one. It. Yeah, it was uh, really legitimately really good. They use it in like their final double Dutch competition. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and there's like some very intense choreo, which then brought me back to the whole like I don't dance thing. I was like, Corbin Blue, you do <laughs> dance. And I support you. Also, fun fact, Corbin Blue's real-life dad plays his dad in this movie and oh. also played his dad in High School Musical 3. What? Oh, my God. That's his yeah. actual dad? Yeah. Wow. I love I that. I love when that happens. Go. Great stuff. Fun Great fact. movie. Okay, what else? Amelia. Okay. As you all know, High School Musical, the musical, the series, is available on Disney+. Plus. I have not watched it, but friend of the pod, also... Maybe one of our biggest fans. I'm just going to out him right now. Dylan Berkey has watched it. He's watched, yeah, he's watched all, I think, like 10 episodes. And this is what he, he had to say when I asked him about it. High School Musical, the musical, the series, is able to tap into a very specific nostalgia of wishing your high school experience could be as exciting as Troy and Gabriella's. Wow. The series works so well for me because it allows me to relive that dream vicariously through Ricky and Nini, who I guess oh are God. the Troy and Gabriella characters. That's so deep. thank you, Dylan. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I Round of applause it. for yeah. Dill. Amazing. <laughs> so that's it. Sorry. That was that's my <laughs> high school musical the musical the series review. That's your official review. Thank you, yeah. Dylan <laughs> Berkey. And then you wanted to suggest some spinoffs, Amelia, oh, right? yes, yeah. I don't understand why we haven't gotten the Zeke cooking show. Oh, True. my gosh. He goes to, like, the Cordon Bleu in France. Thank you. <laughs> um, Martha's dance show. It could be, like, you know, Jessica Alba and Honey or something, but, like, Martha. Oh. Um, or Save the Last Dance. I'd, I'd like to see her in something like sure. that. Sure. That'd be cool. Yes. Where yes, she goes to sure. New York, kind of like Sharpay, but better. Um, and then also, why can't we get a Troy and Gabriella move to the suburbs spinoff where they kind of, I don't know. Maybe I like, a, life like a girl meets world suburb where like their kids yes. are in high school. This would be yeah. a few years off still. Like kind of replace nice. like uh, yeah. Darbus and stuff. And they're yeah. like, they're like pressuring him to be in choir and he like really wants to play golf. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. I love yeah. this. Wrapping up the extended, like, cinematic universe, at least. Granted, a lot of this is not in movie form, but (laughs) I was on the Wikipedia page doing some research research, because I had nothing to contribute to this category (laughs) up until, like, 20 minutes ago. I looked into it. There's some weird-ass shit going on that they did with the idea of High School Musical. One is understandable. 
In 2006, Disney produced a concert tour called High School Musical The Concert. It kicked off in San Diego. It only lasted for a year, but it performed in a couple major cities around the U.S. and Canada and Latin America. So it was all the original cast except for Zac Efron, who we talked about this off mic a couple weeks ago when we first started watching. Zac Efron was replaced by Drew Seeley, whose voice was actually blended in with Zac Efron's during the actual movie. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. However, could you imagine being a teen girl loving Zac Efron, paying like the main demographic for buying these tickets, and then it's some guy named Drew Seeley on stage? It's Pissed. such it's such a failure of like realizing why people are going to that. Like, yeah, they're yes. not going to it to hear the songs the way that they sound in yes. the movie. They're going to it to see Zac Efron and all the characters that they love from the movie. Exactly. It's, just a stunning decision, I have to say. Apparently, he was filming Hairspray during the time, but he couldn't. But at least go to, like, the first and last concert, yeah. make a guest appearance, just fly. Disney can charter you somewhere, anywhere. That's I don't know. a fail. It was bizarre. And then, uh, most excitingly, in 2007, <sighs> Feld Entertainment produced a global <laughs> tour called High School Musical The Ice Tour. Oh my which premiered in New York City. It actually had, you know, none of the cast, obviously, because no one can fucking ice skate. It, it included a world junior bronze medalist, Jordan Broninger. Anyway, it contained elements and songs from both the original film and its sequel, and then now features a special preview of High School Musical 3. Anyway, it's High School Musical wow. on Ice, which is cool <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. Also, in this weird universe, there's a High School Musical video game called High School Musical Sing It. You can play it on Wii or PlayStation 2. Um, <laughs> apparently, you can be any of the characters or make your own character that like lives oh. in the high school and goes through the motions. But you can also go through basically the whole first movie from Kelsey's perspective, which I might need to track down this <laughs> Why? video game and buy. <laughs> Exactly. I have no idea. Absolutely you just none. see the brim of a hat. The whole the whole upper <laughs> half of the screen is black. Yes. Um, and then you can like, so I went on YouTube and people have like filmed, you know, some of this video game. And like there's, you can like collect coins by swaying to the music of the ballads from Troy and Gabriella, like correctly. It's like so animated. Amelia's like hyperventilating in the corner. We lost my hat joke. <laughs> So sorry. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> it's absolutely bizarre. I think there's more video games. So I don't. I didn't care to look into that too much. Yeah. And then lastly, there is this reality TV show. Um, so in the summer of 2008, ABC broadcast a reality competition based on the series called High School Musical Get in the Picture, hosted by Nick Lachey. Oh my god. <laughs> Love is Blind, there oh was High School God. Musical Get in the Picture, which really spurred his reality hosting gig. Paid wow, it all started there. Apparently, the, the winner, oh my God, this is so sad. The winner of the show appeared in a music video during the credits of High School Musical 3. Oh, This is like the, the poor man's glee project, but even <laughs> worse because of normal reasons. Yeah. Anyway, horrible, it had horrible ratings. It just crashed and burned. And yeah. Tough. Now let's talk about the meme canon. Kate, take it away. We're just going to run through some classic High School Musical memes. Uh, I think almost all of them are from the second movie because as we talked about, it's horrible, but it's the best meme-worthy yes, movie. Yes. The first one is the golf course bet on it dance meme, which I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't even seen the High School Musical movies, I'm sure you've seen videos of Zac Efron gyrating in black on a golf course. I think the two ways that people use this, one are they use the video and they're like, me busting out of quarantine. And then it's like, you know, the bet on it, like he's <laughs> dancing across the golf course. And then the other one is the, a specific screenshot from the song when he's holding up his hands, like, um, I don't know how to explain it, just like kind of in a very intense fashion. And yeah. people use that to express themselves online as well. Um, and also the T is for Troy necklace meme uh, <laughs> came from the second movie. It's used quite a lot. Basically, it's hard to explain in context, but for example, I could I may tweet out this episode and tweet a picture of that exchange and Gabriella goes, the T uh, for Troy? And then he would go, no, Gabriella, it's a T for tea time. Hell yeah. So yeah. you just switch in whatever word starts with T and yeah, it's hard to explain and sound funny on a podcast, but yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. Next one. Yes, I'm sorry. That, oh my God, that Kelsey brim of a hat. She's so this is just I agree you, Amelia. It, it you really take a did. minute. Oh my you God. I'm on. like lightheaded. Oh my God. It's so true. Okay, sorry. I'm so sorry. That was amazing though. Okay. 
Whew. All right. So every once in a while, Twitter decides, hey, we're going to talk about Sharpagan. She literally trends every, I don't know, few months, maybe. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, But there was this one specific thread from a Twitter user called Sharpay's a Victim, which it doesn't exist anymore. But um, of course, BuzzFeed wrote about it, blah, blah, blah. And it this person pretty much lays out all the reasons why uh, Sharpay is like the real hero and the victim of High School Musical rather than like Troy and Gabriella. And they make some good points. They talk about how uh, Troy and Gabriella are always late. They're always late for the auditions. True. Mm-hmm. You know? And how Sharpay and Ryan actually turn Kelsey's really boring, slow version of what <laughs> I've been looking for into something upbeat and fun. I agree which, with that. Which mm-hmm. is also true. It's also true. And at the end, you know, she's really nice. And even though her dreams are crushed, she didn't get the lead. She's like, you know what? I'm going to be the bigger person. So, you know what? I can't argue with that. I really can't. Right. Hats off to Sharpay. I won't make a joke so that it doesn't throw off Amelia for the rest of the episode. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure Ashley Tisdale absolutely loves the revisionist history that's gone on with her character. You know she does. Uh, Because as we always talk about, a lot of things don't age well in the last like decade. But Ashley Tisdale should be fucking counting her lucky stars that (laughs) she was the one character um, that ended up on top. Speaking of, where are they now? What is the current status of like High School Musical in general? Um, Amelia, I know you want to talk about an SNL skit. I do. I just really briefly because it imagines what like Troy coming back a year after he graduates. And it's just this really stupid SNL sketch, like five minutes long. But it's it's one of those rare, no offense, rare SNL sketches that's actually funny the entire time. And he just comes back to East High and he talks to the kids about how, you know, nothing is as nothing is okay in the real world. Like everything <laughs> that they learn doesn't apply. And they're like, and he's like, what's the capital of Texas? And you've got <laughs> students being like, Texas town, Texas city. And it's just, it's very funny. And he's like, they don't dance in the real world. It's <laughs> so I highly recommend watching it because it's funny. It is yes. pretty good. Um, in terms of real life, we all know what <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens has been doing. She's running Netflix sure. and she's um, being problematic on Instagram Live. But I wanted to note that she and Ashley Tisdale are still good friends, which you love to see, honestly. It's kind of rare coming out of these things. Um, <laughs> they, she just posted um, a birthday message for Ashley Tisdale oh. on Instagram and revealed that they're renovating and decorating their houses together. So wow. that's their quarantine project. Wow. Okay. And then I also want to note Zach Efron, as we know, has been up to a lot. I would love for him <laughs> to just go back to musicals. I think that he should exclusively do musicals. However, he's pivoting to the man of the woods. He has two upcoming shows where he goes into nature and just does things in nature. One of them we've talked about quite a bit. It's Killing Zac Efron for Quibi. So that means no one will see it. Um, I will not see it. I hope that it's good. I hope he doesn't die. And then the other one is called Down to Earth for Netflix. And this one is like more in depth. He goes all around the world and like, you know, studies sustainable things and how to like, you know, better the environment and become one with nature and like it seems very educational I just don't know how I feel about him as a host because he's like sure. it's called down to earth and then his hair is like pompadoured up to the mm-hmm. sky and I'm like <laughs> I just you are not the most relatable person for this role sure. um, but I hope it's good I guess go back to musicals please yeah yeah speaking of person who did that was Corbin Blue who is in Kiss Me Kate on Broadway like then before everything got shut down um I don't know who put him in as the last person of where are they now but we someone wanted to check in on where Corbin Blue was now he's I care about Corbin Blue oh wow uh, he's married. He just went to the Tetons, according to his Instagram. Um, it, his actual like filmography has not done anything major not since great. High School Musical. He was like in an episode of Chicago Med and The Middle and The Fosters and Castle. But he is still doing musicals. He's like, you know, great career there in which they took Kate's advice. This is what all of them should do. I'm they should do for a Corbin reunion Blue. musical. Yeah. All yes. original cast. Bring yes, back. please. Okay, this is a seamless transition as we wrap up this cringe mode and we look to the future on what we should review next. We're going to go into unanswerable questions, but this one we really do want an answer on. Kate, go ahead, pose it. So we it, we came up with cringe mode at the very beginning of quarantine as like a three-week stint into Twilight, and now we're here looking into endless quarantine. And so we need some more content. 
And we've been trying to come up with ideas. You guys have sent in a lot of really good ones. Um, things like, you know, Disney, other Disney Channel movies like Camp Rock, which would be really fun to revisit. Yeah. Um, people have mentioned Fifty Shades, which I don't think we could legally do, but <laughs> <laughs> I would consider it if Liz Kelly would consider it. Hell um, no. My mom listens <laughs> to this podcast. I know. So does mine. <laughs> so does mine. Um, we'll put it behind a paywall. Um, people yeah. mentioned... Only like, fans. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Only fans for Cringe Mode 50 Shades. <laughs> listen, listen. I mean, um, it's worth thinking about. People have mentioned like Gossip Girl, Scream Queens, Pretty Little Liars. I personally think it would be really funny to do like a Nicholas Sparks, like the worst of Nicholas Sparks mm. Cringe Mode. But if you guys mm-hmm. have any ideas outside of like this bubble, please let us know. Again, that they just have to be cringy. I think that's the main criteria. Cringy and then like something that we kind of look back on with nostalgia. Yeah. Um, Kate, if you could pick right now, would you do Nicholas Sparks? I think it would be really funny to v- revisit like the absolute worst of Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> yeah. As long as we talk about the last song, I'm down to talk about that man. Is that the worst of Nicholas Sparks? I don't no, know. It's the best, but I'm right. We could do it. best and worst. We'll see. Yeah. We'll we'll okay. see what we have next week. Yeah. Tweet us your thoughts. Message us on Instagram. Okay. Other question. We just want to wrap up with a quick question um, from a listener. It's at a noodle. Anisha asked. Which celeb moments give you the most secondhand embarrassment? Mine is Bella Hadid's homeboy is like, gonna get it. Which I just want to give a shout out to you personally if you're listening. That is such a fucking good answer. Probably the it's best perfect. we could come up with because it's A, recent. B, talking about someone who thinks she's, Bella Hadid thinks she's too cool for school. She like is one with like what's going on and she's like a woke whatever celeb. She's not like a normal model. She's like a cool model. But she ain't because that was an embarrassment of an interview. If you guys haven't watched it, I don't, I didn't don't, care to revisit don't. it. But you can find it online. It's actually fucking hilarious. So I just want to give a shout out. Great job. And then I know Kate has a lot of secondhand embarrassment when it comes to celeb news. Do you have an answer for this, Kate? I had so many answers. I looked at this and I was like, I'm not going to answer it because I have, it's just like everything that has ever been cringy. But I think like specifically like cringy award show fuck ups is my answer. And the two that came to mind were the Oscars snafu, which (laughs) was like so iconic that like you kind of have to get past it because it was like such a huge thing. But even like seeing pictures of like people's faces, I'm like, I can't deal with this. Um, <laughs> but the other one is the Steve Harvey Miss Universe thing where they had put the crown on the girl's head and then she had to stand there while they took it off her oh. head and put it on the other girl. Oh, God. Oh. Um, yeah, those are really difficult for me the to just think about. stuff where it just stays on that person and that person has to just sit in it and just <laughs> live with it in front of li- and a live audience has got to be one of the worst. I looked this up because it's hard to like remember all the embarrassing things because celebs are embarrassing in like lighthearted ways and then also just do really fucking stupid things. So we're just yeah. focusing on the lighthearted. I did not remember this. Maybe you guys do since we're talking about Zac Efron. Do you recall in 2012 during a red carpet premiere of the Lorax, Zac <gasps> Efron was yes. walking the red carpet and accidentally dropped a condom out of his pocket on yes. the red carpet of a children's movie. Yes. Oh. yes. And you see his face and he's just like, oh, shit. Yes. Wow. I did not know about that. It's incredible. Yes. Absolutely horrible. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry, this was also in this article. It's titled Justin Bieber's Mysterious Milk Woes. I don't remember what? this, uh, of course, but in 2012, when he was doing a, a concert in Arizona, he literally got like threw up profusely on oh, stage yeah. in the middle of a concert, mid-dance performing Out of Town Girl. And then he went to Twitter and be like, milk was a bad choice, LOL. Like why Justin oh. Bieber was chugging milk before a very physically intense concert, I don't know. But a lot of things happen on stage. Like Lady Gaga fell on an audience member one time. I remember that. I just, I just can't. When they're supposed to be so put together and then the physicality of it all gets to them, that kills me. Remember when the person dropped Lady Gaga recently? When yes. she jumped up on him and he like oh. dropped her and like they both ate it? That was horrible. Oh, and then she they was so fine. sweet. was like, don't come for this person. Right. It was like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Amelia, oh, do you have an answer? An embarrassing? Well, I was going to say all of Macklemore's discography, but um, I'm trying to be a Harsh. nicer person. And, Harsh. Uh, you know. Uh, but, <laughs> and I briefly brought this up. Uh, like, okay, so... There was a time when um, Fergie of the Black Eyed Peas, Stacey Ferguson, Fergie Ferg, she uh, was doing a performance and she peed her pants. And um, she just, but she, you know what? She was cool because she later admitted it. She was like, yeah, I had to go pee. And so she peed her pants on stage. So when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, it's relatable. Wait, I have one late submission that I'm just thinking of that actually kills me. 
when celebrities throw the first pitch of a baseball game oh, and they can't throw more than fucking five and a half feet in front of them and it just like trickles to the and then it just stops oh. halfway between whatever you call it the mound and then the first base no celebrities can throw a baseball <laughs> and I don't know why I don't Seriously. know why that is a thing that they oh. make celebrities do Mila Kunis's little tiny arms trying to chuck <laughs> at Dodger Stadium won't go the whole length they need to push the little mound True. up and the catcher is like, uh, uh, help. Yeah, and the catcher just like walks to go get it. It's so <laughs> uncomfortable. And their form is you, all weird. Do you feel like you could get it all the way to home plate? I have no arm strength. Um, <laughs> I can't do a push-up. So I'm going to say no. If I, get, if I had like a wiffle ball, maybe. Ooh, but those basically. aren't very aerodynamic. <laughs> maybe not. That's true. I guess my answer is no. Um, okay. And then we're wrapping up with another question from the same person. Because this is fun, and hopefully our moms have stopped listening at this point. We're going to do <laughs> FMK, the dads from Mamma Mia. and I, This I might be sh- the first FMK that I have not put in the outline. Yes, I, it was I'm me. I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's the very last thing we're talking about. Okay, I'm going to give you guys a quick reminder, and then we're going to quickly just give our answers. So, we got Pierce Brosnan as Sam, the architect. He's got, he's Donna's true love, I guess. Right. I don't remember that. Then you got Colin Firth as Harry, who's a British banker. He's like very earnest and sweet, eager to be a dad, wants to financially assist everybody. Then you got Son Skarsgård as Bill, who's the Swedish sailor and travel writer. What are you <laughs> guys doing? Travel writer. <laughs> that like is what I wrote online. There's an obvious answer here. It feels. Okay, what is it? What you is fuck, it? You fuck Pierce Brosnan. Okay. You marry Colin Firth. And you kill Stellan Skarsgård. Why do you kill Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just not feeling his vibes. I thought you were going to just turn this completely on its head and be like, obviously, you marry Meryl Streep, F Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> I and didn't then know Christine that was Baransky. an option. <laughs> I know. I know. We're sticking to the dads. Thank you. Amelia, do you have an answer? I think I would marry Pierce Brosnan. Fuck Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> and then oh, it kills me to kill Colin Firth, but he's just so stuffy. He'd understand. Damn. He'd be like, fine, just do it. <laughs> exactly. Their voice is also, when I was revisiting some of this, like, Tough. I can't believe they made all three of these fucking men sing. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> he sings in Mamma Mia 2 also. Oh. And it's also really bad. They're all interviewed later too, being like, they cast us and didn't even ask if we could sing. We thought it wasn't a big deal. And then like, we're just really bad at singing and they didn't they were do like, anything with their voice. They were like, we'll get Drew Seeley to do it. Don't worry about <laughs> Seriously? it. Seriously. I was just going up my outline trying to find that name. Yes. Okay. Great way to end. Wait, Liz, um, you have to answer. Let's nice try. Thank you so nice much try. for listening. <laughs> okay. Real quick. I am going to kill Colin Firth. F. Um, Son Skarsgård and Mary Pierce Brosnan. You just said that to be yeah. different. I don't accept that. That's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kaya, our lovely producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer.